0: All right. Hi, welcome back. Attorney Steve Vondren here. Welcome to another exciting podcast. Today we are talking about these peer-to-peer cases. This is file sharing, internet file sharing, and in particular movies of companies like Strike Three Holdings and Malibu Media, two of the prolific lawsuit filers. Of federal copyright lawsuits in the in the federal court systems. That that means they are filing tons and hundreds and hundreds of lawsuits alleging that people are illegally downloading their adult movies on the internet. Okay, and they so you're downloading it, you're installing the BitTorrent client you are finding movies you're sharing them and other people you're sharing with other people and they're sharing with you it's what's called the swarm okay so everybody gets caught up in the swarm and everybody's file sharing and the theory behind it is it you can share files a whole lot faster when you have a whole lot of con- computers connecting to each other and sharing their bandwidth than you can just like if you just go to one website and you try to download a you know a a five megabyte file or something it's just going to take a while for that to download but if when you do peer-to-peer goes a lot quicker so um so all these pieces are traveling through the swarm by the time the pieces get all assembled at the final computer the host computer that puts it all together uh, theoretically the movies will start playing and you will have the movies so that's kind of just a Brief look at how it goes, but I want to talk about in this podcast I want to talk a little more about the settlements because everybody that's what everybody's concerned about. what are the settlements you know how does this work? how much money are they going to get out of me and I, as I tell everybody but tell my clients and this is general legal information, only not legal advice by the way, just to make that clear so um, but there's different factors they look at you know first thing they may do is go. Look at your your LinkedIn profile. They may, you know, once they get your name and information from the inter, from the internet service provider through a subpoena. A subpoena is sent to the service provider, telling the service provider, like AT and T, Verizon, whatnot, Cox, that on a on a certain date, if there's no motion to quash, they have to give over the name and the information to the plaintiff, and the plaintiff gets to look you up. So settlements are based on looking you up. They may look you up on LinkedIn. And we all know there's different types of profiles on LinkedIn. There may be some somebody that's had 20 years experience and high-level VP level. You know They're going to be looked at a lot more harshly, uh, or should I say, probably they're going to be seeking more money to settle because it's just a game of leverage. It's a game of leverage. Now, if you are you have a LinkedIn profile and you don't even have your picture up and you have no history and, you know, let's say you're sleeping in your, in your parents' house or something, you know, that's going to be a different case as well. So what typically happens is they get your name, your information, they'll look you up. They may look you up nowadays also on Facebook to see what your interests are, and there's a lot of things that go on. But, so they're trying to size you up. Do you have a job? Do you have something they can come and garnish wages? But one of the big things that they look at, and it really creates a sort of a sticky situation, is equity in your house. Now, some people may say, well, what, what do you mean equity? What is that? Okay, so say you have a million-dollar house. It's worth a million dollars. If you put it on the market to sell tomorrow, you would probably get about a million dollars, let's say, Okay. And, but you owe the bank, you owe the bank four hundred thousand um, dollars, and so your equity is that difference it 's six hundred thousand dollars equity so sometimes you 'll have a case where somebody doesn 't really have a lot of money, they don 't have a lot of cash flow they may have they may have a thousand dollars in the bank, two thousand three thousand five thousand. So they may be living month to month. They may have student loans, credit card debts, car bills, insurance, food, everything, you know, all the things that we all have to pay, and property taxes. You know, so there's a lot of things that um, can really you know, limit what you have to pay on these settlements. But what can happen is these these copyright attorneys for the, the movie companies. They can look it up. Obviously, your house is a is a public asset in most cases, unless it's buried into a trust, which is another good reason to have a trust. A little bit harder to find what what you have. So a lot of people, as part of asset planning, will put their properties into a trust where you know it's called the called the ABC Trust, and no, nobody really knows where where to who who owns it. So something to consider with your real estate lawyer. But so let's just say it's a public record, they can see who's on title. Maybe it's a husband and a wife, maybe it's just a husband, maybe it's just one person, maybe there's three people on title. So these can create, you know, tricky situations. But that's one thing that they're looking at and so even if you don't have cash flow, we have had situations where these attorneys will say, "Well, you know, your client has a good job and and they may be breaking even each month, we don't care. There's equity in the house. Tell them to go get a HELOC. And if you don't know what a HELOC is, it's a home equity line of credit. These things used to be really big. I don't know how big they are now. I used to sell mortgages way back in the good old days and HELOCs were they're basically second mortgages okay you already have your primary mortgage in my example you have your $400,000 loan with the bank you may go get a HELOC a home equity line of credit for let's say 100,000 that's a pretty typical number and a lot of times people will do that for home improvements things like that but say you know so they'll look at you and say well you know you client out to just go get a HELOC and i say well that sounds good. You got to have good credit for that. So sometimes, and it really depends, somebody with $600,000 equity probably has good credit. They probably could get a HELOC. But other times you have you know, marginal credit, maybe hard to get a HELOC. Um, last I heard, anyway, I'm not in the business, but you know it's not easy to get loans as, as people think they is, especially, especially with um, appraisals. Your appraisals have to come back. So... I don't want to get into a long discussion about that, but I just want you to realize these attorneys, when they're looking at settlements in these BitTorrent litigation cases, that's something that they're looking at. They're looking at the person. They're looking at their income. They're looking at their assets. They're looking at the equity in their homes, and you know they can be very ruthless. They can be very ruthless and say, "Well, your equity should be our equity. Why? Why should we be nice to you when you stole our movies and you shared them?" And you know they will tell me it's just like it's just like ripping off a going into Best Buy and ripping off a CD. That's what they tell me. So um, anyway, I just want you to be aware that's the equity angle in these cases. And if you get a letter from one of these companies and you say, well, what's the settlement going to be? It's going to depend on those things. If you have equity, you know, they're just going to hit harder. Um, They may start out at $750 per movie, you know, and times, you know, 20 movies. Now you're looking at $20,000. And you say, well, I don't have the money. They say, may say, well, look at the equity in your property. Why don't you go get a HELOC? So that's. I just want you to be aware of that situation. A lot of people don't understand that. But these cases are based on the threat of litigation. Well, I'm going to take you to litigation. I'm gonna, I can seek up to 150000 per movie for willful infringement. That's what the statute says. That's what it says. And we can't dispute that. That's what it says. And your client has equity and... and you know, so forth and so on, we're going to get it, you know, we're going to get a big settlement. So that can always be a little more difficult of a case. Sometimes people will say, well, then I'll just go into bankruptcy. And I tell them, well, I'm not a bankruptcy specialist, you need to check with your bankruptcy specialist. And I always recommend a specialist. There are certified specialists with the state bar, because to me, bankruptcy is very complicated and getting, you know, some newbie out of law school, you know, I don't know. I just, I would be careful of that. Yes, you probably pay more with a a certified specialist, but you can check things out. But, you know, you have to look at it because we will also be pressured. We will also be told, if you go into bankruptcy, we could follow you in with an adversary proceeding. What's an adversary proceeding? That is a complaint in the bankruptcy court. It says, um, judge, bankruptcy judge, this um, debt that they're going to owe us this judgment should not be dischargeable in bankruptcy. So don't let them do it because this was a willful injury. And so you can get into a big fight about willful and you can pay litigation fees and you can have a big old fight. So sometimes even bankruptcy, even though you may say, well, I've got lots of debts and I'm living month to month, you have that $600,000 equity. If you get into a bankruptcy, the trustee in the bankruptcy may say, well, you know, that's the part of the estate now, and I have this money to um, help pay creditors, and they could order a sale of your property to pay creditors, including if they were able to um, prove their case, um, pay them. So it's a tricky situation when we get into a case where our client, we defend a lot of cases, a lot of cases in California, Northern California, Central Central District California, Southern District Um, we do some New York. We've been admitted in New York. We've been admitted in Texas. So there's a lot of cases out there. These companies are filing a lot of cases. If you get notice from your ISP, you get a subpoena, call us. We'll help you take a look at the case and try to figure out what we think um, things are going to be at. But again, it's hard to predict because every case is different. Sometimes it can be the, the time of the month when, they, uh, when the settlements are coming in and their attorneys want to want to clear off some cases. So um, that's just a general overview, but I wanted you guys to be aware of how having equity can play into a settlement. And it's not just a torn case. This is, it also happens in any copyright infringement case. And we do cases with fonts, you know, copyrighted fonts. We do um, illegal boxing matches at... Uh, some attorneys will bring as a copyright action. So there's a lot of different things, photo infringement, things like that, because they all carry the same penalty of 150000 plus attorney fees. But keep in mind, the movie, the book, the font, the song, the music, whatever, has to be copyrighted for them to get that kind of money. If it's not copyright registered with the United States Copyright Office, then they're just slinging, they're slinging at you and you definitely want to get your case checked out. But that's a general overview of how equity plays into settlements and, and I will go even one step further. It's not just copyright actions, it's anything, breach of contract, anything where you have somebody suing each other, that's one thing they look at because you can exercise a judgment, you can file, in, at least in the states where I practice, you can file an abstracted judgment on the property, and when the property is sold let 's assume you get a judgment let 's say you get a judgment for one hundred thousand dollars you can you can do an abstractive judgment recorded in the counties where the defendant has property, and whenever they sell the property, you get paid that 's a lien that has to get paid so that 's how that works in case you were wondering. so attorney Steve Vondren, I just wanted to share that with you today it 's been on my mind i 'm going to post this up on my Blog and uh, if you haven't checked out our videos by now, it's about time to go check out our channel attorneystevevideos.com. dot com. We broke the magical fifteen thousand subscriber mark. We're real pl- pleased and proud to have that, and hope you go and watch some of our videos. We have some great videos over there. Okay, dealing with the legal system, copyright infringement, social media, free speech, things like that. So thanks for listening. I got to get to work. I got lots of stuff to do today and. I hope you enjoyed this, okay? Don't don't forget to subscribe, and we will be back in touch. Take care, have a great day, and carpe diem. Seize the day. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time.